Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, September 28th, 5.46 a.m. Central. As I speak here, December corn futures down one and a quarter at 6.66 and a quarter. November soybeans down five and a quarter at 14.02 and three quarters. December Chicago wheat up nine at 8.80 and a half. December Kansas City wheat up 10 and a half at 9.53 and three quarters. December spring wheat up nine and three quarters at 9.53. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating. Leave me a review on that Apple podcast app. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, like, leave a comment. All of those things will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Very much appreciated as always. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Uh, morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. Uh, in that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, all of my grain marketing recommendations, lots of weather info. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I did a mailbag video, so I always encourage uh, subscribers to reply to my text messages, uh, reply to the morning emails uh, with any sort of questions that they have about anything. So I do these mailbag videos like once a week or once every 10 days, and I had a ton of questions about recession and uh, the impact potentially of recession on the markets. I think there was six or seven questions in here. This is one of the longer videos. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Uh, nobody will try to sell you anything else. Just a ton of information direct from me every single business day, guys. Officials in Moscow say that all four occupied regions of Ukraine voted, voted uh, to join Russia. Putin and the Russian government are, of course, paving the way for an annexation of these four regions in Ukraine's east and south. According to election officials that were installed by Russia, more than 90% of voters favored a Russian annexation of these four regions. The U.S. and the West, of course, have called the election a sham. Putin is slated to address Russian parliament on Friday. Annexation legislation may be considered or probably will be considered uh, early next week. Russia has recently increased warnings that it could deploy nuclear weapons to defend its new territory. A Russian spokesperson said this following the vote. The situation will radically change from the legal viewpoint, from the point of view of international law, with all the corresponding consequences for protection of those areas and ensuring their security. So essentially what Russia is saying here is that, hey, these four regions are ours. If you attack them in any way, we're going to use uh, all of our, you know, are all of our means to defend these regions. So the tensions here are escalating. The United States and the United Nations plan a resolution to reject any change to Ukraine's geography. Um, tensions remain high and rising. Uh, the U.S., I think, is slated to, to do another weapons package, which had been ongoing. Uh, Russia talked about that and, and how they're, of course, not a big fan of that. So this is um, an escalation in tensions, uh, certainly, and something that needs to be monitored. Same story, different day. U.S. stock market continues to fall. Interest rates continue to rise. So these outside factors, I think, are a big deal for every market on the planet. The S&P 500 posted another fresh low close for the year yesterday. It's now more than 24% removed from the all-time high that was posted in January. The S&P has been down for six consecutive sessions. Today would be seven if realized. 
Yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury rose above 4% for the first time since the 2008 financial crisis this morning. The average rate for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage in the United States is approaching 7%. An analyst at Goldman Sachs wrote this. Our central market view has been that pressure toward tighter U.S. financial conditions is unlikely to end until the economy either enters a clear recession or shows sustained inflation progress. Equity market troughs in past monetary policy-driven corrections have always been quite closely preceded by a peak in the 10-year in 10-year yields, a threshold not yet reached. Uh, so rate hikes from the Fed have just wreaked havoc on financial markets this year. You're going to see uh, PPI and CPI prints on October 12th and 13th, uh, respectively. And those readings could be a big deal because they could heavily influence <clears throat> Fed decisions and therefore the markets. So this is all kind of a, a moving target type deal. But for the moment, the market seems convinced that the Fed's going to continue with these rate hikes. Um, and, and the if, of course, is if you start to see cooler inflation prints, maybe they could back off. But the Fed is the Fed is dead set on uh, taming inflation, restoring price stability, and it's been a big problem for all the markets. Looking at the weather this morning, the radar pretty much blank, barring Hurricane Ian, which is over Florida. And uh, Hurricane Ian should dump a bunch of rain over the East Coast. Forecast hasn't changed a whole lot. In in terms of uh, harvest weather for U.S. corn and soybeans, it's pretty wide open. I mean, the Corn Belt, most of it dry here over the next seven days, barring some of these far eastern areas. Most of the plains dry over the next seven days. We know, of course, it's very dry in a lot of winter wheat country in the uh, central and southern plains especially and out west. Uh, when you look at the 6 to 10, again, conducive. Uh, in regard to harvest activity, uh, you're looking for generally dry conditions versus normal, generally warmer conditions versus normal. So harvest uh, weather looks pretty much wide open here for the United States. U.S. Ag Secretary Vilsack is in talk with Mexican officials regarding their planned GMO corn ban. I talked about this yesterday. So there was a decree uh, in late 2020 issued by Mexico's president that uh, essentially uh, plans to phase out Mexico's imports of GMO corn by 2024, which is a big deal for the United States because Mexico is always among the top importers of U.S. corn. Vilsack said this, I recognize the importance of 2023 in terms of getting clarity about exactly where we are. We do need to press the issue and will this year and take whatever steps are necessary and appropriate to raise this issue a notch or two as we get closer to 2024. Vilsack said that he's told Mexico's president that a disruption of U.S. corn shipments would hurt Mexicans. Mexican consumers. Uh, he said this, I've educated him on the importance of understanding the role of biotechnology, the role of production, and the connection to his livestock industry. Uh, as discussed yesterday, a couple Mexican officials have said that the import of GMO corn may still be allowed for livestock feed. It's just that that language is absent in official documentation. I find this hard to believe that they'll be able to go without GMO corn, but uh, this is is a big deal potentially given uh, uh, that Mexico, again, is, is always one one of the top importers of U.S. corn. China's President Xi has reemerged after a multi-week absence. I had a ton of people ask me about this, like, Joe, is there a military coup in China? And that was the, the rumor mill uh, for a few days, and he's back. 
Uh, he's back. He, he toured a major exhibition in Beijing this week and will open the Communist Party's twice-per-decade National Congress on October 16th. So, no, uh, Xi is not gone, and there is not a uh, military coup. And I figured I'd mention this because I had so many questions about it. Cattle market got beat up again yesterday, uh, has not acted well as of late. Live cattle and feeder cattle lower. There was some cash trade reported just light, 143 to 145 yesterday. The outside markets, the U.S. dollar is higher again. Uh, stocks are lower, but just marginally. The S&P's down six. The Dow's about flat. Bonds are up a little bit. Precious metals mixed. Crude oil is up 43 cents in the November WTI at 78.92. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you Thursday.